Hey everyone, this is Isabella. And this is Diego. Thanks for tuning in to Slugcast this week. Today, we're going to be talking about one of UCSC's core values as a campus and as a community. UCSC has a campus-wide plan and dedicated office in place for developing sustainable habits. One sustainable habit we're going to be touching on in this podcast is learning how to conserve water in our community. We'll talk about how UCSC as an institution has achieved this and the habits you can pick up to do your part. When we talk about conserving water in our community, what we're really talking about is how to create a more sustainable community. Sustainability means being mindful of our actions and making sure our habits are not going to cause damage in the future. Being a sustainable community falls in line with the research being carried out at UCSC, making our space a living laboratory of sustainability. Like many social justice movements, this call for action came from the student body and is being implemented through our larger institution. So then, what does the sustainability office do for UCSC? Reading from their website, which is the first link in the description, you'll discover that the Sustainability Office strives to create a culture of sustainability at UCSC that is diverse, equitable, and inclusive. By actively engaging members of the UCSC and wider Santa Cruz community through education, behavioral transformation, leadership development, and institutional change, the Sustainability Office seeks to improve UCSC's environmental performance and to be a model for how large institutions can work collaboratively to solve some of the world's biggest environmental and social justice challenges. UCSC's Sustainability Office has written a campus-wide sustainability plan that is implemented throughout campus. There are four aspects to UCSC's 2017 to 2022 sustainability plan. Learning and culture, materials management and food systems, climate and energy, and natural environment and infrastructure. To learn more about each, click the second link in the description. There you will find an organized set of sustainability goals with a strategy to achieve them. I like this website because it shows a preview of what the future will look like, and it also makes me feel calm because it seems like we're taking steps in the right direction as a collective. However, we still need to work to achieve our goals, and that can't happen without support from you, the students. Therefore, I definitely recommend joining the Sustainability Office to get involved in their once-a-quarter film series. This quarter, they're showing the need to grow, an award-winning documentary that takes you inside the hearts and innovations of three very different leaders. An eight-year-old girl challenges the ethics of a beloved organization. A renegade farmer struggles to keep his land as he revolutionizes resource-efficient agriculture. And an accomplished visionary inventor faces catastrophe in the midst of developing a game-changing technology. You can watch this documentary on your own time, and on April 22nd, 3.30 to 4.30 p.m., be a part of the conversation by joining the live Q&A event featuring staff members, cinematographers, ecology professionals, and more. You will find more details on this by clicking the third link in the description, so be a part of the solution. Where would we be without water? Ah, water. So refreshing. We couldn't live a normal day without our precious water. 
The UCSC campus itself houses five watersheds, which have carved out rivers and ravines all throughout our campus. Our community's water supply is not bought out from other regions and is collected directly from rainwater runoff and groundwater resources. However, our region is highly susceptible to periods of drought, which will only be exacerbated by climate change, which is exactly why we need to be active water stewards and practice water conservation. By clicking the fourth link in the description, you'll find that UCSC is doing really well in its water conservation and efficiency efforts. By taking steps in improving our leak detection and water monitoring software, we have met the University of California's 2020 goal of a 20% reduction from baseline in per capita potable water use while campus population continues to increase. And just by the way, potable water is water that is fit or suitable for drinking. To be more specific about how we actually reduced our potable water consumption, UCSC identified single-pass cooling systems in our facilities to connect them to recirculating systems, has reduced potable water used to irrigate our recreational fields, and has practiced watering techniques in our arboretum and on the Caspus farm that conserve water. More than that, in 2015, UCSC installed a rainwater catchment system on the roof of the Wellness Center which captures water from the roof to then be recycled and used for irrigation flushing toilets, and other water necessities that do not involve drinking. The 4,900-gallon storage tanks on campus that provide a reservoir for this water has the potential to yield 45,000 gallons of recycled water a year. Student-led initiatives like the Take Back the Tap program have also made tremendous strides in making water more accessible to the public. This program recognizes the access to water as a basic universal human right and works to install water bottle filling stations around campus to reduce wasted water and microplastic pollution created by plastic water bottles. So if you bought your hydro flask just to be cool, then you can pat yourself on the back for practicing sustainability, whether you meant to or not. More information about taking back to tap and a campus map of water bottle filling stations can be found on Kresge's Common Ground Center website. These changes at UCSC have made great strides in conserving water, but what does this mean if there isn't a change in our behavior as individuals as well? Diego and I sat down to chat over Zoom about which water saving techniques we've been able to adopt and which ones we're still working on. So, well, do you try to save water in your daily life? See, that's the thing. I mean, I use, like, I drink out of plastic water bottles too often. Mm. And I'm not sure how great that is for the environment. I mean, I know we're being told to switch to reusable bottles. And because the plastic is making waste and that's going everywhere, it's almost unnecessary. But I haven't made the switch yet. What about you? Uh, I definitely use a reusable water bottle. I have all these stickers on them and people always talk to me about my bug guts sticker. I mean, there's also the benefit of like it it doesn't make waste, but it's also like I've had this thing for years. Right. It's like a talking piece at that point. Yeah, true. (laughs) In addition to saving the planet, you can bring it up as like a piece of conversation like your hydro flask says something about you yeah definitely if you don't have a hydro flask then whatever stickers you have on your reusable water bottle is who you are and if 
what does that mean if I don't have one? Mm, I, I don't know. It's like like not having a car. Like, what does that mean about you? You just haven't gotten there yet. You'll hop on the train, you know. <laughs> it should be a train. I think this time it's not it's not like a bandwagon because the train is going forward. Like this is the right direction. Mm, yeah. So that's a good analogy. One of the tips too is they said you can save water by like when you wash your fruits and vegetables to use that water to then water your garden, which is super smart, but I'm not going to put a separate bowl in my sink while I wash and then like carry it out. It's too much for me. That's funny. My dad just started putting a big bucket on one side of the sink, on a two-sided sink. So Okay. So any water that ricochets off the plates or the forks or whatever it is (laughs) washed goes into the bucket and then we can just carry that bucket outside nice and pour it in the garden but that's because i have um like a front and backyard with plants and if you don't really have that where are you gonna pour your water and stuff true but i know that plants are definitely essential for the environment i mean it's like an ecosystem yeah. So the more plants grow, you know, even hoping for more plants in the future is a win for everybody. Yeah, that's for sure. Another one of the tips that I wrote down was saving water while you shower, while you're lathering like your hair or whatever, um, that you turn the water off. And I didn't start doing this just after reading it, but I was waiting for my roommate to finish their shower so I could go in. And I, I heard them stop it. I was like, wow, they've only been in there for like a couple of minutes. That's pretty quick. And then I heard the water come on again and then shut off and on a couple of times. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't have to run the water while I put shampoo in my hair. But I just the, don't have to. It's, it's just a comfort a thing. Idea. That is a really good idea. And I, I once again, like I haven't made the switch yet, but it's it's purely because those like seconds where it's like, the shower is off is kind of uncomfortable for me. I'd say if you don't do that, if you don't turn off the water while you're soaping or lathering your body, you can at least like speed up your shower because I mean, some people take hour long showers, but I feel like if you do that every day, it becomes a bit excessive. I do have a question as someone who doesn't shave. How, How would you save water when you shave? Like, is it actually realistic? Because I, I really don't know how that works. I mean, it all, like, it really, like, what are you shaving? <laughs> well, like, <laughs> I'm talking about your face. Like, all right, your you're... face, uh, no, you, there's like, I feel like if you imagine somebody shaving, which is what you would do if you didn't shave, you can see like the water running in the background. Right. And, you know, and it's kind of like the same with the toothbrush. Like you, you can leave the water running, but you're really just wasting it. But mm. I mean, all you have to do is kind of just wet the blade at first. You have to make sure the blade is clean, clean your face and use shaving cream. But you definitely do not need to keep the water running. Okay. It's not a good idea. <laughs> right. Yeah. I watched my partner shave one time and I was like, homie. Uh, gallons those are gallons that are going down the drain like why yeah that's a good question why why yeah (laughs) a lot of the times it's because we forget I think but being mindful I think is 
a part of sustainability. I, I like the definition in the beginning. Like it, it's just being conscientious of your actions and and what it actually means for our collective resources and for like our collective future. Thanks everyone for tuning in this week and hopefully you've picked up a new water saving tip. You can check back in as this series on sustainability at UCSC continues for some more information about how slugs across campus are doing their part to keep our community clean and green.